Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. We told you there'd be negotiations with the Chief Minister today about a possible pay increase for the public sector. GGCA President Wendy Cumming has an update for us. Our Muslim community is observing Ramadan, a month of prayer, reflection, community and fasting from dawn till sunset. The Muslim Youth of Gibraltar group is inviting the public to celebrate iftar with them, the breaking of the fast. Dina Abubi joined us to tell us more. But first, the new tunnel under the runway and the connecting road will be known as Kingsway Tunnel and Kingsway Road. Kingsway was inaugurated at midday. The ribbon was cut jointly by the Chief Minister, Fabian Picardo, and his predecessor, Sir Peter Caruana, who commissioned the tunnel. Mr Picardo said it's a celebration of the work that's gone into the delivery of the tunnel, and he joined us live in the studio for Gibraltar Today. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. The new airport tunnel is set to open tonight, but it's already been, like, officially inaugurated. Jonathan? It's been officially inaugurated. We were having this joke this morning in the newsroom about how many chief ministers does it take to open a tunnel, and the answer is... Well, two of them, one to start the works, uh, one to finish them 15 years later, but both of them got to cut the ribbon. The uh, ceremony also involved the former Chief Minister, Sir Peter Caruana, Jonathan. That's right. And uh, he was uh, given the floor as well to address uh, the journalists and uh, and guests uh, as well in that Wessex lounge. And he was reflecting on the reasons why that tunnel had taken so long to, to come to fruition. And he was talking in particular about the attitude of the, the, the contractors uh, and the fact that it all came to litigation. Uh, the next contractor that was appointed uh, did what contractors in some countries, I'm told, tend to do, which is bin low, get the contract, and then apply the pressure to get more money out of the client. They picked the wrong client. Um, uh, So we were very clear that uh, much as work ground to a halt in the run-up to the then general election, we were very clear that we were not going to fall for that trick. And if the tunnel had to be paralysed, so be it. It's my pleasure. Uh, to welcome into Broadcasting House Studios the man who jointly cut that ribbon on Kingsway, Fabian Picardo. Um, it, it seemed that the moment would never happen, but um, or would never come, but it has. Uh, and now, uh, tonight it opens. The tunnel opens at last. Hmm? Yes, it, we've had the gestation period of a donkey, as we might say in Spanish, in relation to the tunnel. Uh, but let me start by, by thanking His Excellency the Governor for having uh, worked through uh, Buckingham Palace to obtain the consent of His Majesty the King Charles III for the naming of the road. Um, it came through today, even though his Majesty is in Germany. He, he gave his attention to the request and and provided the consent. Um, and also to say that you know, it, it's been important for me to be able to reflect today in the way that we have opened the tunnel, the cross-administration work that we've done in cooperation uh, with my colleagues in the GSD government. So in particular with my predecessor, Sir Peter Kahrana. Um I want to, to remind people that we are not enemies in politics. 
we're opponents. And we're opponents because we each have an ideological view of what we can do to make Gibraltar better for our families, for our children and for the future. Where we have differing opinions, of course we must have arguments and that's how we how we take things forward in politics. But where somebody comes, an extraneous third party, and is going to try and take advantage of the people of Gibraltar, of the taxpayers of Gibraltar, then we work together. And we work together not by finding GSD answers to things or GSLP liberal answers to things. We work together to find the right answers to things, to find the Gibraltar answers to things. And that's what we've been able to do. And that's why I thought it was so important to share today's important opening, seminal indeed, with Sir Peter, who was originally the chief minister that had the idea of having this tunnel. The man who commissioned it. Um, so we're, we're talking about, uh, you made a reference there to the legal, the ongoing, not the ongoing, the long-standing legal wranglings over whether the contract uh, that was originally signed uh, should have been broadened or whether more money should have been paid to account for, uh, for what, for, for stuff that was found in the process of digging that tunnel, which OHL said... Uh, they didn't expect to have to deal with toxic waste. Well, this, 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 this was all facetious. It was entirely facetious. And the court in London, where we had uh, agreed we would litigate issues as part of the contract, found it was facetious at first instance, found it was facetious in the Court of Appeal, and then refused leave for the matter to go to uh, the House of Lords, um, to the Privy Council, the Judicial Committee, um, and to the, now known as the Supreme Court, just to add confusion, because our first instance court is the court, uh, the Supreme Court. <laughs> um, so you know, we, we had to ensure that OHL had to deliver against the contract that they had signed. It would have been unfair on the taxpayer to release them for that, simply because we might be lax in our approach to the enforcement of our rights under the contract. Uh, and it's been a very fraught relationship, even after the litigation was resolved, um, because even thereafter, there were more disputes. And in many uh, construction contracts, you have disputes. But here, you know, we did not have a happy relationship with OHL. Um, and I'm very pleased that the work is now finished and that they've gone. I want to thank the workers, who were the guys who literally dug the tunnel. And I've done that today in the opening, because they've done a great job of doing the work that they were sent to be done. We had a contract to deliver a tunnel to British Standards. So when the work wasn't done to British Standards, we required them to do it again. And I wanted to thank our project managers, John Joe de la Bass and Stephen Ossiel because they were on top of that and I wanted to thank our legal teams Guy Stegnetto and Nick Colato and Edward Corbett in London and the financial secretary at the time of the whole of this action which was Albert Mena who, who was sent to get instructions from me very complex litigation he used to come and see me and as I said at the opening he sometimes looked at me as if to say si lo se no vengo if I had known that uh, this uh, <laughs> litigation gift was part of the job I wouldn't have come so, speaking to the complexity of it, uh, if you're just joining us, the Chief Minister Fabian Picardo is uh, here in Broadcasting House speaking to us about the new tunnel and road, which will be known as Kingsway Tunnel and Kingsway Road. Uh, Mr Picardo inaugurated it uh, shortly after midday with his predecessor, Sir Peter Garuana. If, uh, if you'll indulge us, uh, Mr Picardo, we'll, um, we'll ask you to stay with us for a moment. We'll get you a glass of water, perhaps, and uh, we'll have a listen to uh, what your predecessor had to say uh, at this uh, press conference, which, as I said, happened just after midday. Um, the next contractor that was appointed uh, did what contractors in some countries, I'm told, tend to do which is bin low, get the contract, and then apply the pressure to get more money out of the client. They picked the wrong client. Yeah. Um, uh, so we were very clear that uh, much as 
work ground to a halt in the run-up to the then general election. We were very clear that we were not going to fall for that trick. And if the tunnel had to be paralyzed, uh, so be it. I think it's easy for us in Gibraltar to forget the extent of the infrastructural change that has taken place in Gibraltar in the last 30, 35 years. And uh, those of you that, that can remember that far back, just, just look around Gibraltar from the border fence period point and see the difference that successive governments have been able to make by investing in infrastructure, the, uh, whether it's schools or housing or airports or tunnels or whatever, compare the Gibraltar of today with the Gibraltar 30 years ago. It's, it's an unrecognizable place. And that is how successive governments have tried to spend the fruits of our collective uh, economic and social success. And these projects, uh, the terminal, uh, that used to be an unmentionable between the current chief minister and the previous chief minister, but happily no longer is, the tunnel. These have to be seen as major projects in the context. I hope people can agree or disagree whether they're needed today or whether they were needed yesterday. But as I think my successor has discovered, uh, you have to have a very long-term vision for these things. You're not talking about what you think Gibraltar needs today, but what you think Gibraltar is going to need in 15 or 20 years' time. And take the flat in the meantime if people think you've got the timing wrong. Uh, the jury remains out on that question, and it's not going to be resolved today. But uh, I am very happy that the government uh, that succeeded to mine uh, was committed uh, to uh, both projects, really, and, and many and many of the others. And I'd like to thank you for that and for continuing to have faith in this project. Sir Peter Garuana speaking at a, a press conference shortly after midday when the new tunnel and road were inaugurated. Uh, they'll be known as Kingsway Tunnel and Kingsway Road. They'll be open to the public as from one minute past midnight tonight. And uh, a reminder that uh, we'll be continuing our coverage of this big story, the story of the week. Uh, our coverage continues at 8.30pm tonight on GBC News. At 930 uh, on Viewpoint on GBC Television, we'll bring you an in-depth look at the project as well as extended interviews and we'll have a second live edition of GBC News at 11.30pm tonight uh, and we'll, um, we'll roll through until that tunnel opens just after midnight. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome uh, here, if you're just joining us again, uh, Fabian Picardo is in the studio. Uh, good to talk to you on this significant day, Mr. Picardo. Um, your former political opponent, Sir Peter Garuana, your predecessor at Number 6 Convent Place and also your legal counsel in the McGrail Inquiry. Um, with some weighty words there on, 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 as you said earlier, the fact that uh, when Gibraltar has an issue uh, with third parties, it, it is Gibraltar that, uh, that rebuffs them uh, together. No? The full force of, of its uh, top legal minds as well as politicians. Well, yes, indeed. And I think that this is a key lesson for people. You know, today, in particular, in the cynical uh, social media world in which we live, you know, we're in politics because we want to make Gibraltar better. Uh, and if that means that we have to work together, of course we work together. We wouldn't think about it for one moment. I was always struck by something I remember seeing 
King Joe Bosano say in Parliament at the time of the joint sovereignty issue, where Sir Peter made a particularly a strenuous defence of Gibraltar, Gibraltar's right to self-determination. Um, and Joe Bosano got up, um, then Joe Bosano, not yet Sir, Sir Joe Bosano, um, and said, you know, the British government, the Spanish government, and everyone else needs to remember that you know, in Joe's style... Before they get to him, he said, pointing at then Chief Minister Peter Kahana, they have to get through me. Um, and, and that is the position that we should all take, all of us in politics and indeed all of us in Gibraltar. You know, before you get to Gibraltar, you have to get through me and what I represent and my arguments. Um, and that's what we've done very successfully together here. Again, just as we did it successfully together under Sir Peter's leadership at the time of joint sovereignty, we have done together successfully now uh, with his support under my leadership and with the support of all of the teams that I've uh, talked to you about, the professional uh, teams uh, on the ground, the legal teams and the administrative teams. And of course, with the support of JBS, who at one stage had to take over the tunnel and kept working on the tunnel um, and did a great job of working towards their potential execution of those works, although we were then able to to do a deal uh, with the contractor that they would complete on the basis of the amounts that they had tendered. Okay, Mr. Picardo, um, we're talking about the opening of the airport tunnel and connecting road, uh, which will be known or are now known as Kingsway, officially approved by King Charles. You thank the governor for that. Uh, so there's been an inauguration ceremony at midday. Uh, it'll officially open tonight at midnight. I suspect that we might see you down there. Um, yes. And given that you're in the studio and you're talking about Gibraltar getting together uh, for those big moments, um, can we ask you for an update on the treaty? You can. Um, and I will not be able to tell you much, not because I don't want to, but because I want the negotiations to be successful. Uh, and if they're not successful, I don't want anyone ever to be able to say they were not successful because of something you, Fabian, said, um, because you wanted to frivolously you know, set out the position at the time. I can tell you that I'm very optimistic. I've said that before. I can tell you that I think that we are pointing now in the same direction. And I can tell you that you can expect, in my view an acceleration of the work which will lead to an announcement in some time. But I cannot give you the time frame um, because that is not yet clear and I wouldn't want to be accused of giving that away. Uh, but I remain very optimistic that we are there. Señor Alvarez is reported to have told uh, Juan Carlos Bosch in Spain, the mayor of uh, San Roque and the president of the Diputación in Cadiz, um, that there was one outstanding issue left. You know, I don't want to go into numbers of issues, etc., etc., but I can, I can feel the momentum now building building and I'm very positive and optimistic that we will get there. The mood music is good because we, we I mean, we, we, you know, we're, tr we're clutching at straws a bit here because you are trying to keep your uh, cards close to the chest, understandably it's a negotiation, but, but we were getting sort of uh, noise that the uh, mood music wasn't very good last week and that tensions were running a little bit high. Well, that's the nature of negotiations and perhaps the mood music will go sour again before um, we can get to to the end of the concerto but uh, I hope that the end of the concerto uh, you know, is builds up into a magnificent finale okay and um, before we let you go chief minister we know you're a busy person but um, do you expect even if you can't tell us uh, when the treaty might come to a head do you expect that to happen before you call an election well, um, I would tell you at least this, I would like it to happen before I call an election. Um, but I, I'll also tell you one more thing that your your listeners and now viewers might want to know. The answer to the trivial pursuit question, which was the last vehicle to cross the live runway at Gibraltar, will be G1.
<laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I thought that we were going to we were going to do that later, but th- so so you're going to cross it later. Then I think uh, it's important that the, the the people's vehicle should be the last one to cross that runway. The people's vehicle, not the chief minister's. Oh, absolutely! I ride in it at the behest of the people of Gibraltar. In my view, the number plate should not be G1; it should be G32000. And you work for the people of Gibraltar every day. Absolutely. And whenever people meet me and they say, "Oh, I'm so nervous to be talking to you," I always say to them, "Remember that I work for you, not the other way around." Good stuff. All right. Fabian Pigar, the Chief Minister of Gibraltar, uh, thank you uh, for joining us today um, after that inauguration of Kingsway. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, you down there tonight on GBC News Viewpoint and uh, the uh, second live GBC News, uh, which will come at 11.30. And if you're just joining us and you haven't seen what that tunnel looks like, you can go on to the GBC News social media on Twitter and on Facebook. And we've got some images there of Mr. Picardo cutting that ribbon together with his predecessor, Sir Peter Garawana. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Could the public sector get a pay increase based on cost of living increases? That was a big talking point yesterday and today the unions have already started their negotiations with the chief minister and the GGCA president, Wendy Cumming, has this update for us. Um, We had a preliminary meeting today in attendance were um, representatives from Unite and the GGCA. The meeting itself uh, seemed cordial. Um, It was a cooperative tone um, and further meetings are set for, will be set for after uh, Easter. Um, And the GGCA position is that uh, honestly, this is a very uh, complicated situation because on the one hand, we acknowledge that uh, the public finances are currently in deficit um, and that, you know, any public sector raise will probably be met through borrowing but on the other hand we have a very firm mandate from the membership that the cost of living issue is something that needs to be looked into we know that there are members who are suffering financial hardship so um, for us it's uh, complicated to find a midpoint where both those aspects can be reconciled Gibraltar today with Jonathan Scott our Muslim community is observing Ramadan a month of prayer reflection community and fasting from dawn until sunset and the fast is then broken with an evening meal called an iftar. Once again, the Muslim youth of Gibraltar group is welcoming the public. Uh, You can celebrate with them at their iftar, their public iftar, organised for the 15th of April. And it's lovely to be joined in the studio by one of those organisers, Dina Abubi. Good afternoon, Dina. Hi, Jonathan. So this is a... a, I've been to this event and it's really... It pulls the whole community together and that's, I suppose, what you want, no? Yeah, that's the aim. It's to bring everyone together and especially in Gibraltar where there's so many different cultures, it's good to have an understanding of each other so it's it's good yeah and acts of charity are an important part of ramadan so you guys do all of this um voluntarily no? i mean you 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 set it all up yourselves yeah it's a lot of volunteering our times and that's why we really appreciate the youth that uh, volunteer their efforts and their times especially whilst they're in school so yeah a lot of it is is that and um 
uh, uh, people love food in Gibraltar. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's worth mentioning that at this public iftar, there will be delicious traditional Moroccan food served. No? Yeah, there will be. There'll be Moroccan soup, herrera, and just a lot of Moroccan treats, which will be nice. Uh, as you were saying yourself, no, there's a lot of you who take part and and some really engaged and, and hardworking young people, which is great to see. Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone comes together, especially during Ramadan. That's lovely. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, a quick reminder then that this public iftar is happening on the 15th of April, but tickets are available already? Yes, on Eventbrite. Eventbrite. So they should search for uh, Muslim Youth of Gibraltar on Eventbrite, or they can go to they can search for you on Instagram, for example, and then find a link there. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and we'll we'll post uh, something ourselves uh, throughout the course of today. Dina Abubi, thank you ever so much thank for joining so much. us in Broadcasting House, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you at that public ifta. Yeah. And best of luck uh, preparing that. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.